you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Rhett Lewis, and this is NFL Inside Report. The Browns are down. And Medfield is down on the ground, Doug. He's yeah. hurt. J.J. Watt takes his helmet off as he huddles over Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is out, and here comes Case Keeper. This is exactly why the Browns paid for him to be on their team, didn't use him last year at all because they didn't need to. Well, now they're going to need to. Uh, this is why you invest in an experienced veteran backup quarterback. Nick Shook on a gotta-have-it game for Cleveland. Plus, Mike Garofolo joins as Lane Johnson rejoins the Eagles after taking some personal time to deal with mental health issues. But we begin with Thursday Night Football. The Browns hosting the Broncos. And around the NFL writer Nick Shook, who follows Cleveland closely, is here with us. Nick, the non-throwing shoulder injury to Baker Mayfield originally suffered in Week 2 is now bad enough that it will force him to miss Thursday's matchup here with Denver. So what does a Case Keenum-led Browns offense look like? You know, I, I feel like this term is often used negatively, but he is an excellent game manager. I mean, he managed effectively, actually beyond the the realm of a typical game manager, uh, the Vikings offense enough to get them to the postseason and pull off a, a unlikely victory over the Saints that year. Um, you know, at his best, when in a rhythm, he can be a guy who... Uh, can move the ball through the air and, and operate an offense. I think that's what's most important in this situation is is under Kevin Stefanski's guidance, being able to effectively and efficiently operate an offense. And Keenum has the experience to do that. Obviously, very familiar with Kevin. Uh, you know, from our time going all the way back to Minnesota, but uh, um, just over the last year and a half, um, you know, two years really that uh, we've gotten to work and. Uh, really put in this this Cleveland Browns offense. You know, you're not throwing in a rookie or a second year quarterback who has no familiarity with the NFL game. This is a guy who's played a lot of snaps at many different places over the course of his career. He's not quite the guy as we saw in Denver, uh, who you want to hand the keys to and hope that he can lead you to you know multiple years of success. But in a in a spot in a pinch, 
Uh, you know, he could do a good job. This is exactly why the Browns paid for him to be on their team. Didn't use him last year at all because they didn't need to. Well, now they're going to need to. Uh, this is why you invest in an experienced veteran backup quarterback. And I think that the the way that the Browns offense is designed, a lot of build out of the play action, a lot of um, zone scheme and stuff like that. It actually fits his physical tools pretty well. Uh, so, you know, he's not Baker Mayfield in, in that he's not going to put up, pull off the highlight reel or not necessarily highlight reel, but a, a thrilling play. Yeah. He can definitely move this offense. Does this put even more emphasis on the run game for Cleveland this week, knowing that you've got, you know, a guy who hasn't started yet for your team this year coming in on short nor- notice in a short week? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, you know, the, the structure of their offense, the run game always matters to them. This is not a team that's going to be able to go out there and throw it 50 times a game with no presence on the ground at all. It's just not who they are. Uh, it, it, it puts a lot of importance on the roles of Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. Uh, you know, if there's a situation where you have to turn to your backup quarterback, you would hope that you would have your top running backs available. The Browns don't have that. But what they do have is at least a year and a half of foundation uh, of an offense. You know, this is not right. the first year that Kevin Stefanski is coordinating this offense. So yeah, the run game is is certainly important. The performance of the offensive line, the availability of their tackles, uh, who both missed last week's game, also important to, uh, you know, setting them up for success. And you mentioned the run game. We, we've talked about Kareem Hunt being out. We've talked about Nick Chubb being ruled out for this game. Dearness Johnson, uh, as we've talked about here this week, has been one of the most popular players to add uh, on, on fantasy rosters. But in reality, how much of a drop-off is there between those two guys and what we might expect from Dearness Johnson? And, and what should we really expect from a run game that will feature him? Uh, Dearness Johnson, you know, he's got a little bit of a burst to him. Set up a screen here. The Ernest Johnson with plenty of room to roll all the way out to the 49-yard line. I think style-wise, when you see him run with the football, he might look more, I don't know if I would say traditional as much as typical. Uh, you know, he, he's not, he's definitely not Nick Chubb. If he had a similar style, it'd be more to Kareem Hunt than Nick Chubb. But he can do the job. Uh, it really comes down to the blocking. But he can yeah. definitely do the job if he's got some space to run. I think it's going to be an interesting tandem between he and um, Demetrius Felton just because Felton can be used as a, a pass catcher. He can carry the ball. He can be split out wide. He can do a lot of different things. that adds a little bit of variety. And even the elevation of John Kelly from the practice squad. He's, right. he's a nice little change of pace, bigger back, had a nice little preseason performance before he was uh, you know, a, a, cap, or a, a cut casualty on cut down day. Right. I have, a, I have a fun fact for you about Dearness Johnson. Uh, yes. It, before he got his shot in the AAF, he was spending his time, I believe it was in the Gulf of Mexico, on a boat as a fisherman. I think I can't remember what they're uh, like, dolphin tuna or something like that. Really? Yeah, something along those okay. lines. It wasn't like actual dolphin. It was like, right. it was like a type of fish. But yeah, he, wow. he, he, he like loved it. He was like, it was great. If I, if I had to do that, I, you know, I mean, I'm glad I'm playing football instead of being a fisherman, but it was cool. <laughs> Good for him. The multi-talented Dearness Johnson this week yeah. uh, for the Cleveland Browns. I want to touch a little bit more on Demetric Felton because I was a big fan of him coming out of UCLA. Watched him in the Senior Bowl. Was a really kind of explosive guy. Uh, he's got terrific quickness and versatility as we saw from his career at UCLA and now how he's been used. And I want to go back and draw a parallel um, to what we saw from Atlanta in London against the Jets without Calvin Ridley. It may be clarified the immense skill set and the importance and the value of Kyle Pitts. Now, I'm not saying that Demetrius Felton is Kyle Pitts, but I'm wondering, by necessity, does this give the Browns an opportunity to utilize more of what Felton can bring to the table? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the big thing that you just highlighted there is, is, is matchups and using him in the right. right spots. And Kyle Pitts took advantage of that really well. I think they can do the same thing against the Broncos specifically because the Broncos are down their two starting inside linebackers. I mean, they are dealing with some injuries on their defensive side of the ball as well. And I think if you're going to throw out inexperienced guys and you put them, you know, let's say you're playing man or whatever it is, and you got a linebacker against Felton, you can get him into open space. And once he gets the ball in his hands, he showed on that screen pass he took for a touchdown. I think it was back in week two. Mayfield throws, bubble screen left. Here's Felton, 30, 25. He spins, 20, still going, 15. He's in the 10, 5, touchdown! One heck of a run by the rookie. Demetric Felton! What a run! And the Browns are back on top. It's 20 to 14. He's got some wiggle to him. And, and I think he can make a difference. This I don't know if I necessarily go as far as saying it's a coming out game, but I think we're going to see a healthy dose of him. Let's look defensively. Has this defense lived up to let's say maybe the expectations that we set on paper when we saw the immense talent that had been accumulated ahead of this season? They did for two weeks. Yeah. Um, and the last two weeks, they have not. I think that injuries have hurt them as well. Uh, losing Denzel Ward against the Chargers hurt them a lot. And already not having Greg Newsom in that game. They got Greg Newsom back last week. Uh, but it just, and Ward too, but you could tell he wasn't quite at 100%. And, um, and they missed Clowney in LA against the Chargers. Um, they, they've kind of had a rotation in the defensive interior. So, and, and John Johnson has not lived up to the expectation. They hmm. have an issue with communication in the back end and their secondary. Yeah. Uh, they've given up multiple, I think there was two blown coverages against the Chargers, both the Mike Williams for touchdowns. Justin Herbert climbed up in the pocket, bought a little extra time, and then Mike uncovered, and there was nobody there over the top on the deep post. That makes sense when you think about your personnel and the fact that you have an undrafted corner and A.J. Green out there, among other guys. That does not make sense against the Cardinals when you're they were essentially running cover three and the deep third ran up and just left DeAndre Hopkins. It looked like the Browns were playing a zone, trying to set up the picket fence. They jumped a crossing route, and because of that, D Hop came wide open in the back of the end zone, and Kyler Murray read it and saw it. I mean, you can't leave number 10 wide open right. when you're playing the Cardinals. You just, you just can't. So that comes down to coaching and communication and a lack of familiarity. And they got to get that figured out quickly because this league does not, it's not, there's no easy week when you can just get away with that stuff. And that's been their Achilles heel this year so far. Lastly, Nick, as you look at all the cards that might be stacked against them in this game, does Kevin Stefanski find a way and are they, are they equipped enough to find a way to win this game against the Broncos. The injuries have mounted. Um, losing Jeremiah Usukoromo is going to make a bigger difference than I yeah. think most people realize. Um, he's quietly been a very big player for them. I think they could they could make up for it on the ground enough. Yeah. Um, I think they'll still be able to throw the ball decently. It just comes down to their defense and being able to contain whatever the Broncos... I mean, we all love Javante Williams. I, he, loved, he runs so hard. He had, he had a block last week where it was, a, it was like an end around and he was leading the way and just leveled a guy. I mean, that's a, that's a ball carrier just running somebody over. So I think yeah. that they're going to have a hard time stopping him um, and they're, and they're going to have a hard time against that receiving core, which is still strong even after losing Hamler. So um, it's going to have to be a total team effort and I got to be in a close one, but I do think that they find some inner resolve and, and pull out a close one. And I think that you end up crediting Kevin Stefanski for that. Yeah. They, they, you know, the Cardinals are not, or the Broncos are not the Cardinals in terms of talent. I'm still not sold on the Broncos. I know they've, you know, they've, they've had this tough stretch after three, no start three, feels you know. like a year ago. 
I mean, yeah, it, really it does. does. But I mean, if we looked at the schedule, we knew that. We really did. Yeah, those, I mean, we those at, were rookie quarterback teams. Yeah, exactly. Three teams that are probably going to be picking in the top six, seven, or eight of, of next year's draft. So yeah. um, it, it's it's not like this is entirely unexpected, but I just don't know who they are as a team. It, they've shown flashes. I think they kind of figured it out against the Raiders last week. It was just too late. And, and that's been the story of most of their losses. The Browns will hope that that's the case on a short week. <laughs> <laughs> No question. Nick Shook getting us set for Thursday Night Football. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Rhett. Still to come on this episode of NFL Inside Report. Fans need to understand that, that there's more than just a helmet and a set of pads running down the field. There's a, there's a person underneath there. How the Eagles approached Lane Johnson's absence and how a shift in the league helped Lane acknowledge his mental health issues. Next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Lane Johnson started at right tackle for the Eagles in their first three games this season, but then missed the next three with what the team called a personal issue and with what Lane has now acknowledged as anxiety and depression. Mike Garofolo joins us. Mike, what was your understanding about how this situation unfolded in Philly? Well, the Eagles have certainly been protective of, of Lane Johnson's privacy on this one. And, and to a certain degree, um, you know, I have as well. I mean, it's, it's as a reporter, you want to give as much information as you possibly can. But then there's I, I didn't want to be the one to say that there's a mental health issue going on with Lane right. Johnson. Um, I feel like there are some lines there that you don't want to cross. Um, you know, I, I, we talk about players, injuries and stuff like that. Once you get to that situation, I mean, we alluded to it as best we could uh, to kind of highlight that, you know, folks as fans, I understand you're upset that he's not there. And they started to get frustrated that he wasn't showing up for multiple weeks. But, you know, I, I kept kind of hinting the folks, hey, you know, be patient on this one. Uh, there, there's stuff going on here. And to Johnson's credit, he did come back and sort of address it. And he hasn't spoken yet to the media. Who knows by the time this podcast lands, maybe he will have. Uh, but as of this taping, he hasn't. And, and perhaps I'll clarify some some things, but there 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 are personal familial things going on here, and it, it's it's a tough thing to navigate um, as a reporter sometimes because you're supposed to be providing as much information as you can, but there are certain things that I'm just not comfortable unless I'm talking directly or, or talking to the source on record. Um, so in this case, uh, for Lane Johnson, he was dealing with a mental health issue. He was dealing with uh, personal. Uh, things that were happening within his family as well. We'll see how much he's willing to divulge going forward here, but uh, he's back and um, they're giving him the chance to catch up physically. I mean, that's the biggest thing is he's been away just like guys coming off the pup list right now. You want to give them a chance to work their way in the football shape. The little pause that they're giving him the ramp up period, whatever you want to call it, is not because of the mental part. Uh, it's more because of the physical part, getting back into shape. And so does this sound like something that is now in the past or like, cause look, I don't, you, me, we're not experts on this, uh, in this field. Right. Um, yeah. And, you know, not having dealt with it, I I don't feel comfortable, you know, trying to figure out, you know, like what the prognosis is. Right. But is it, does it sound like something that Lane has figured out he's moved on and, and he will be available here moving forward for Philly? You can't predict mental health. Right. So right. I, I get your question and I get, um, why fans would want to know that and be comfortable that this is not going to be, Hey, he's here for a week and then he's gone again. Um, I, I do know the Eagles are, are, are hopeful that that's going to wind up being the case that he's here and he's works his way back in. And he's, I mean, he's always going to be dealing with, you know, he, he cited depression. He's always sure. going to be dealing. He's always going to have to manage that. Um, and the Eagles are, are going to try their best to be supportive and uh, make sure that they can help him manage. And I thought Nick Sirianni did a nice job talking about, this is family here. And when a member of your family is going through something, you want to support them. Uh, you want to help them get back uh, on their feet. Our football team, our buildings like a family. And when something, when your family members go through something, you hurt for them and you, and you feel for them and you want to be there for them. And so, um, you know, that's, that's with Lane and, and the situation that he's, he's going through. And then just with ever with everybody on our team. So that's kind of what the Eagles are doing right now. Um, I, I do know that the, logistics and the personal things that he's dealing with. Those are the things that, you know, triggered uh, what he was feeling. And so right. they're going to try to make sure that they can help him with regard to those uh, instances and see if that'll help make sure that he can handle the mental part of things as well.
And Mike, you know, from your experience in covering the league, it, it really feels like we have seen a shift in how these types of issues are addressed, divulged, dealt with in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dak Prescott, you know, writes on his wrist now, ask for help, right? Uh, yeah. For every game uh, after the mental health issues that he dealt with following his injury and, and his family um, suffering loss. And I mean, guys like Joey Bosa, DJ Chark have admitted their troubles, not even admitted, but like have divulged their troubles and have said that they have gone to seek help. Do you feel like this current environment now in the league is is more accepting of situations like this and we in and maybe allowed Lane to feel more comfortable about it? There's no question. Uh, you just go to Sirianni's press conference on Wednesday when uh, he talked about the support for Lane Johnson in the situation. Again, any situation that our players have to go through that we're going to we're going to be there for them and we're going to feel for them in in tough times and go back, I don't know, Buddy Ryan, would he have reacted? I mean, that's, maybe that's unfairly putting it on Buddy. Oh, no, that's an era, though. It's an era. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Coaches of the past would not have. I mean, I could, I, I'm comfortable saying that a larger uh, percentage of coaches then would not have responded the same way. So, yeah, I think we have come a long way in that regard. And I think that um, it's probably important for the fans as well. Um, we, we just did a, uh, on the, on the TA, I don't know if we're from cross promoting. Oh, yeah, baby. Here, that's, that's all about the, it. Total Access Locker Room Podcast. We had Martellus Bennett on this week, and, and Bennett was talking about, um, you know, the way that 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 he was a little bit different than most players throughout his career, and he always had outside interest. And um, I, I thought when I asked him about, it, I said, "Would you have been in, in, embraced by uh, the players throughout your career? Did they think that you were kind of strange?" And, and he said, "No, no, no. I, you know, for the most part, guys uh, pretty much." looked at me and said, I wish I was like that. I wish I could be as free as he was. I think most guys, more guys aspire to be like me, to have that freedom to say whatever they want to say and move the way they wanted to move and, and, and to do it with integrity. So I think a lot of guys looked up to me as a, as a model of like what it could be like if they didn't give a damn about some things. That's not to say that he's got mental issues, but it's just, I, I think throughout the years as things have changed, um, and I said to him, People need to understand, but fans need to understand that, that there's more than just a helmet and a set of pads running down the field. There's a, there's a person underneath there. There's an individual uh, with interests, with problems, uh, with obstacles that they're trying to overcome. And so I think every time you get a situation like Lane Johnson, it helps more fans to understand that that's the case. And I, look, I know fans lose fantasy games. Uh, their team, their favorite team loses a game or, or they lose money because a guy makes a mistake on the field, but I, I would hope that you'd not get some of the reactions that you get on Twitter when that happens. You can just search a player's handle right after he makes a play or doesn't make a play, excuse me, and you'll see the, you idiot, yeah. you know. Yeah. I, I, how about um, kill yourself, right? KYS, you'll see. Crazy. Okay? Now, imagine that you're saying that to a player who's dealing with legitimate mental issues. Uh, so I hope that these situations that – the way that the team shows the patience and the support for a player that that would extend now to the fan base a little bit more. But I, I know how passionate a lot of folks are. Right. And, and you're not going to be able to check that box all the way across the board. Surely. And uh, from a logistical standpoint, you know, how does the return help now this Eagles offensive line that again has seen a ton of shifting yeah. and, and, you know, are, are we expecting lane back this week or what's the, what's the, uh, the word on, on when they might physically be comfortable getting him back in the lineup? 
Yeah, my understanding is that'll come once they get closer to game day and, and see how he does throughout the week. And, um, you know, I mentioned it's mostly physical, but they surely they want to see how um, he's responding mentally to being back uh, in the facility. Um, so I would say once we get to Friday, Saturday, we'll have a better feel for whether he's going to play. And uh, they're not making that call right now. Um, but it does. You, you're right. I mean, with, with him being out, Jordan Mayalata went and played the right side. Andre Dillard came in, played the left side. There's also a thought that Dillard, who has played well, right? This is the guy that people were slapping the bus label on. And, yeah, he was beat out, right? Yeah. Well, well and, he, and he was hurt. He yeah. never really complete. I think he would have lost it anyway because Mayalata was really coming along, but he didn't get a chance to complete that competition in the, in the, uh, uh, in the summer because he got hurt. But now he's played well at left tackle. And uh, like a lot of teams, the Eagles saying, let's get our best five out there. Well, we lost both of our starting guards for the season. Right. Would not be surprised if Dillard now slides inside. And now you get Lane Johnson back on the field, may a lot of back on the left side and Dillard a chance to show what he can do at guard. That's an interesting proposition, right? Get your best five on the field. That, that always seems to be the, uh, the mantra for uh, offensive lines here that are trying to, that are, are trying to put some pieces together. So while Lane Johnson's eventual addition back into the lineup here would help a Eagles run game that has struggled to get off the ground uh, would perhaps help the commitment to the run game, which of course has drawn some criticism in Philly and plenty of criticism also about the play calling. Any indication that Nick Sirianni would at some point consider shifting those play calling duties elsewhere? Not right now. And and Sirianni used what he's kind of been calling a mini buy because they had the Thursday game. Uh, and, and I think it was important for him to kind of take a step back. I mean, he's been hit the ground running, played some really good teams and some really good defenses too early in the season here. Um, and having to week by week figure out, okay, I got to move on, but I want to take what I learned and, and sprinkle it forward. Um, and one of the things that he did say was realizing that emotionally he's got to be in the middle. He's up here with the wins, he's down there with the losses. I got to be right in the middle. I got to stay even keeled. I do think that he took the time away this past weekend to learn some things or, or see himself from another angle as a play caller and as a head coach. Mike Garofolo with the latest there in Philly. Thank you, Mike. You got it, Rhett. Still to come, the news you need to know. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Some pieces of good news for the Green Bay Packers. Head coach Matt LaFleur saying their left tackle, David Bakhtiari, the pro bowler, will practice today for the first time since he tore his ACL on December 31st. Bakhtiari had been on the physically unable to perform list. And the Packers defense getting a boost today as well. Just days after his release from the Houston Texans, Pro Bowl edge rusher Whitney Merciless is expected to sign now with the Green Bay Packers. That according to our NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport and James Paul. That's going to do it for this episode of NFL Inside Report. Check back with us on Friday as we continue to get you ready for your week seven in the NFL. Certainly appreciate everybody being with us here on this NFL Inside Report journey. And we'd love for you to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. For producers Thomas Warren and Tim Parashka, I'm Rhett Lewis. We'll catch you next time. NFL Inside Report is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.